Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Oh my goodness, we have a giveaway, Breath. What? Oh, I love giveaways. And we are giving away three, one, two, three. Uno, dos, tres. One, two, third. Un, dos, trois. 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray combo packs of Overlord. Oh, isn't that J.J. Abrams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And you know you're going to get almost an hour bonus material here. Oh, my gosh. Now, along with J.J. Abrams producing this... Starring in it? Who are these people? We have Giovanna Depo, Wyatt Russell, Bo yeah. King Woodbine, others, right? But what's going on in this movie? Do you Have you seen this? You know what? I haven't seen it. I am going to watch it. But what I do know, it is like a mesh between uh, a war movie, an action movie, a thriller, uh, definitely horror, because I've seen the trailer. It scares the wits out of you. But basically, these American paratroopers drop into what seems like some hostile Nazi (laughs) kind of world and they have to come face to face with these super soldiers. I mean, I don't know what I'm watching or think I'm watching, but it's from J.J. Abrams, so I'm sure it's going to be quite interesting. Yeah, and you know, many of the critics really liked it, so your chance to enter our Overlord giveaway ends on Wednesday, March 6th. Oh, y'all better get on it. And that's at midnight Eastern time. So again, Wednesday, March 6th. Get on it, as the ref says. And the three winners will be announced on Friday, March 8th. <laughs> so you can check it out on whywatchthat.com. You can go to our Instagram page at whywatchthat. And guess what? If you want it, well, why don't you come and get it? The Why Watch That TV Talk. You know what a flask is, don't you? A flask. (laughs) You keep your goodies in a flask. You keep, you just, when you have a flask, you just want to swig, right? This is our TV talk swig. We're just going to take a swig of TV and then we out. Just enough to get a buzz, and we good. (laughs) (laughs) So, we have a couple of series premieres, a TV movie, and a season finale, which I can't even. I can't even. (laughs) But first, let's talk. Let's let's, let's start with Flack on Pop. Now, I have been wanting to see this. I'm excited for it. I hope it is as good as the previews are. We've got Anna Paquin coming in. She is like the Olivia Pope of Britain. I don't know what's going on here. Hold that that (laughs) thought. Just hold on to that. (laughs) It's in its first season. It's not a huge commitment. You're dealing with six episodes. And again, it's on pop. So you're going to have to, you know, fish around and get that. I'll tell you what else is on pop. Shit's Creek is on pop. If y'all ain't watching it, you should. If you really want to get into it, it's on Netflix. But back to Flash. (laughs) 
He yes. doesn't see it. Tell us about it. Yeah, and the president of Pop Network actually hopes this is their next hit after Shit's Creek. Ah. Oh, nice. I, hey, they got a good cast. Now, I will say before I start reviewing this, could you get out of my head, ref? Stop reading <laughs> my mind. <laughs> now, Robin, played by Anna Paquin, is an expert publicist working in London. At home, she has a boyfriend who's a good guy. She also has a sister with whom she shares a common tragic experience. And her her sister's married and has a young daughter. Now, do you think Robin is a good influence on her niece? Probably not. And do you think she's faithful, honest, and trustworthy? Probably not. There you go. After all, she's a publicist, remember? Uh Uh-oh. And at work, her boss, played by Sophie Okanedo. Oh, see, now come on. You had me at Sophie. Is no one to be trifled with. In addition, Robin is a co-worker who's not to be trifled with either, much to the alarm of the firm's new innocent intern. And so from episode to episode, Robin has to figure out ways to navigate her personal and professional relationships along with her clients. And in the first episode, she has to rise to the challenge of keeping two of her clients on the straight and narrow. One of her clients is a professional footballer or soccer player, as we call it, who has quite the skeleton in his closet that needs to stay hidden. While another of her clients is a married celebrity chef who just can't seem to keep his hands to himself. Okay. And so the question for Robin is, can she keep her client's vices out of the public eye? Or what do you think? However, a much more difficult question to answer is this. Just who can keep Robin from making mistakes herself? So, here's the thing. Flack is a show that likes a lot of frank dialogue that's spat out in mostly rapid-fire succession. The cast seems to enjoy, enjoy doing just that, yeah. And, of course, there's a female lead who's tough on the outside, yet has so many problems on the inside that will eventually hurt not only herself, but also the people around her. Groundbreaking, right? Yeah, Uh uh-uh. But, of course, in addition, there's something in her past that's to blame. (laughs) However, the writing here is fairly standard for this kind of thing, and the whole attitude of this show was forced. I don't buy it. Even so... Here's who this show might work for, and this is where the ref is in my head. People who would like to see what Shonda Rhimes would do if she were a Brit. Uh-huh. See, look so, at that. If that's you, check this out. Regardless, just know that while there are much worse TV shows than Flack, there are plenty of better ones, too. Ooh. Now, listen. This one mm-hmm. is one to possibly check out. Yeah, and this, you are sneaking in a show that I didn't even know about. <laughs> I've been waiting for that. Ew, 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 ew. Oh, I got a show that pretty hasn't watched, didn't even know about. <laughs> I don't even think we need to review it after that. I, <laughs> I just... don't know. He is so on top of it. He always finds shows that I'm like, what is this? I don't even, I work in the industry and I don't know what this is. And I, you know how hard it is to trump the critic? I'm taking the win. Obviously, we're all <laughs> applauding. <I> mean. <laughs> okay, so, not that big a deal. <laughs> now, the name of this show is Modus. Okay. 
And it comes to us from the Swedes. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Uh, now, it has aired in Sweden two seasons and in uh, Great Britain. But here on PBS, here. we're finally getting it. Now, supposedly, Ref, you can only get it via PBS Passport. Yeah, they're going to have to donate. Yeah. Or via PBS Masterpiece Prime Video Channel. So tell us about Modus. Is it worth all of that? Well, you know what? Was it really worth like all of what I just did? Not sure, but <laughs> but I'm gonna do the best I can to tell you about it. Now, first, it is a Swedish show, like you said, and it takes place in modern time. You've got this this woman. She is an ex FBI profiler. She used to actually work for the FBI, and she also worked for um, the Swedish uh, version of the FBI. She has since retired because her family means a lot to her. She's got two girls. She's recently divorced from her husband, and she's just trying to get to her sister's wedding. Now, her her youngest daughter, whip smart, very extroverted, um, is ironically a big sister to her big sister. Why? Because her oldest daughter is um, a a girl, she has special needs. Mm. And I won't say severe special needs, but enough that she doesn't really communicate well, maybe not doing the best decision making. So she needs an extra eye on. Now, while um, this this ex-FBI profiler is attending her um, sister's reception, shall we say, there's some man, we don't know who he is. Well, we kind of do, we saw he lives in a trailer. He's on some sort of mission. He looks dangerous. Mm. He kind of walks by and the oldest girl looks and sees him. Something's not right, it's not right. But she doesn't communicate it, she's not gonna communicate it, whatever. Mm. Things move along and in the middle of the night, the oldest child decides, hey, I'm going to go outside for some reason and just walk around. I'm getting a little antsy. Mm. She sees that same strange man dragging a body. Mm. A body that seems lifeless. And while he's doing that, she follows him a bit and she sees that the woman is dead that he's dragging. A famous celebrity chef in the country. Oh my gosh. But again, remember, this little girl has special needs. So she doesn't quite know to run. She doesn't quite know to say anything. She just stands there and stares. And ironically, the dangerous man looks up and sees her. Uh Uh-oh! That's not good. Mm. The little girl, or the girl starts to escape. And the man is after her. She doesn't run. She's just out there barefooted in the middle of the street. Wanting to scream out, yell out, she can't. It's all internal. And finally, just when he's about to grab her, her mother, who had been looking for her, finds her and sees that there's a strange man by her, slaps the man, get away from her, and the man disappears. Now, what is going on here? Mm. Well, there's another murder that takes place. I'm not gonna tell you who. Very prominent person very well-respected person. It seems like the same man has murdered that woman. But wait a minute, how was the first woman he murdered connected to the current woman he murdered? And 
what does this have to do with this ex-FBI profiler? And is this little girl the key to exposing that man? And if she is, then she's in great danger. Now, that's the gist wow. of what's going on here. This is coming from the Swedes. So it is in Swedish. <laughs> There's some English, you know, when it's appropriate. Uh, you know, the, of course, we know that this woman was an ex-FBI uh, profiler. So there, there's some English. But for the most part, you are reading subtitles. Now, this is the review. I don't know what I'm watching. I don't know. It's, it's, talk about, talk about, um, you know how little pebbles, you just leave little pebbles on a trail to someone to find your little tiny cup. That's what they do in Swedish, it's, it's Swedish TV, apparently, when they're doing shows like this. It's literally little pebbles, scene by scene, dialogue by dialogue. You start to unearth more and more about these characters, how they're connected, what kind of danger they're in, who's telling this man to murder these women, why are they telling him to murder these women, what is this FBI profiler going to do about it? Is she equipped? What about this little girl? Is she finally gonna start talking? She's letting out all these little hints and she's driving her parents crazy, but is she truly in danger? Will she be able to survive? You'll have to watch to find out. Wow. And you're gonna have to pay for it. Again, it's a slow burn, but it gives you just enough to keep going from episode to episode. I suggest if you already have, it, you know, uh, Passport, because you know what? Guess what? You're going to want to watch some st other stuff. You didn't watch Victoria, you need to watch it. If you're not watching a uh, Take My Breath Away uh, show. Cold Dark. Yeah. Cold Dark. Go ahead, get up on it. If you want to watch, you know, some other stuff. It's You can donate as little as $5 a month. Y'all paying for way more than that for uh, Starbucks. But if not, I'm sure it'll find its way to Amazon Prime outside of the subscription that you have to have. I'm eager to see the next episode. Wow. Mm, that's it. Uh, now you got a chance to see on HBO, the new movie, OG, starring <laughs> the brilliant, great, and one of the greatest actors of our time. I'm gonna go ahead and put that out there. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright. He's up there with Daniel Day-Lewis. In fact, I just would like to see that movie. <laughs> you don't even need anybody but them. You don't even need a camera. You don't need a script. Just have them sitting. No, just them. It'll trickle down us somehow just from their brilliance. Now, <laughs> so Lewis, uh, played by Jeffrey Wright, has been in prison for 24, yes, 24 years. Wow. Years. Years. But in a few weeks, he's scheduled to be released on parole. Okay. Now, in prison, a few weeks can feel like a few years. So Lewis has to be careful to stay out of trouble before all is said and done. And he just might be able to do so because he's well-respected by everyone, prisoners, administrators, and guards alike. Even still, trouble has its sights on him. Dang it. And things start to take a turn when Lewis is confronted by a new young prisoner named Beecher regarding paying rent to one of the prison's gangs. Okay. Now look, Lewis is no one to trifle with. After all, he's in prison for killing someone. Oh. And, and he used to run things in the prison. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And Beecher discovers exactly what that means in no time. 
but just what's going to come of that? <laughs> Especially since Lewis starts feeling generous in regard to helping Beecher stay out of trouble with the gang. <laughs> and so you have to ask, will Lewis be able to make it to parole or will he be thwarted at the last minute? Plus, what will life be like for Lewis if and when he makes it out? Will he be able to transfer the skills he acquired during his work in the prison auto body shop to the outside world? Will anyone want to hire him? And just what can a guy who's whip smart yet dangerous do to stay on the right path himself? All right. So. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You should have seen the, the critic. He's his whole body changed. <laughs> so here's the reason to watch this ref, everyone. Jeff Wright. <laughs> Which is no surprise. Yet again, he comes in, does his job, and grounds the entire affair. He's like an anchor that yeah. keeps this film from floating away. He has just the right amount of swag while oozing intelligence. Mm. It's strong, focused work that's expertly modulated. Bravo. Come on. In regard to everything else, look, this kind of story's nothing new. It's very familiar, but... By including moments of lyricism in contrast to the unembellished reality of prison life, director Madeline Sackler, who has experience as a documentary filmmaker, she does try to convey what Lewis must be thinking as a guy who's so close yet so far away from being free. She hints at Lewis's internal struggles as a man who's just as afraid to leave prison as he is afraid to stay. In addition, thankfully, she and writer Stephen Belbert don't take things too far, which isn't always the case for this genre. Right, right. Yeah. So while not groundbreaking technically, the filmmaking here is just fine. However, what is groundbreaking is that they shot OG in a real maximum security prison. Oh my gosh. In the midst of real prisoners and guards. Oh my goodness. Who serve as actors. Get out of here including Theophis Carter, who plays Beecher and who's still incarcerated right now. Get out of here. Yes, and it actually works rather well. Plus, if you'd like, there's a companion documentary called It's a Hard Truth, Ain't It? that was shot at the same prison and is also available via HBO. Whoa, that's super dope. Yes, Mm. no, I like that. I will definitely... Well, I'm going to check it out because it's Jeff Wright anyway, but to see all those layers, I think that would be really interesting. Now, talking about layers, (laughs) we have a season finale, and I'm actually sad that it's done because I thoroughly enjoyed watching True Detective. This is my first season of True Detective. There are two other ones. I have not seen those, and it almost makes me want to watch them. I know to sort of avoid the second season, Mm. but I'll give the first season a shot, but Right now, we're talking about Mahershala Ali and Stephen, um, uh, Duff, Duff, Dorf, Dorf, Stephen mm-hmm. Dorf. Yeah. The, the, the two, and, and, and we're culminating it. And I'm mm-hmm. sad about it, but I'm super excited because I want to know who is this whole family and why they keep popping up all throughout this situation. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm like, dang, you're going to give away some stuff, but... I don't care because Mahershala is absolutely giving it to us. Yeah. Um, okay, look, in this season of True Detective, we and Detective Wayne Hayes play by the great Mahershala Ali. We all have gone through it. 
Ari. The detective in his old age is losing and has lost his memory, but it's been jogged somewhat by true crime documentary filmmaker Elisa Montgomery, played by Sarah Gadon. She knows some things about a case involving the murders or murder and abduction of two siblings from the sketchy Purcell family that Wayne has attempted to solve starting way back in 1980. Now, over time, things have changed and been revealed, including during the time when the case was reopened in 1990. And Wayne's not the only one who's been affected by the case and by himself. Mm. There's Wayne's wife, Amelia, played by the wonderful Carmen Ejogo, who becomes quite the investigator in her own right and writes a book about the case. But this leads her down a path where her motives are questioned, her safety is put on the line, and she and her husband resent each other. Now, this also has an effect on their two children, especially on their daughter, or so we think, who seemingly has no connection with Wayne in his old age. (laughs) The couple also has a son played by Ray Fisher, who grows up to be a detective just like dad and worries about his father's mental deterioration. (laughs) Again. (laughs) In addition, there's Wayne's detective partner, Roland West, played, as you said, by an excellent Stephen Dorff, Oh, my goodness. Who, unlike Wayne, climbed the ladder of success due to his political skills and his race. Yeah. Yeah. But he suffered, too. And he's been betrayed by Wayne and has betrayed Wayne back just as Amelia has. I mean, these are people. People, after all. Furthermore, let's not forget about the parents of the two Purcell children. Oh, my gosh. The mother, played by a transformed Mamie Gummer. You would never know that Meryl Streep is her mother. Ever. She she definitely has issues. Okay, and the father, played by the perfectly cast Scoot McNary. He goes through so much, both seen and unseen, that I'd rather not even think about it, let alone recount it at this time. And then... There's the question of just who's behind this crime. And the answer to that has far-reaching implications and involves seemingly every rich and powerful person in Arkansas. And Uh, and we have to add season one. We're bringing in season one. Yeah, they throw that in. Okay. But why, Ref? Why? Why? Why Why did this have to happen? Why? Why did so many people's lives, including the lives of people I didn't even mention, have to be ruined? Why? And just what role did Detective Hayes play in all of this? What is he to blame for? And will he ever remember what that is? Oh my gosh. Well, you do get answers to many, though not all of those questions, whether you like them or not. And more importantly, by the end of this season, you have a better understanding of who Roland, Amelia, and Wayne are. My oh my, do you ever. And look. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. As we stated before about this season of True Detective, this show is back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or let's just say this. This show really has had two seasons. We'll just ignore the second one. (laughs) However, in contrast to the first season, season three is much less strange. Mm -hmm. It's a little easier to follow. And the dread you feel while watching it is dialed down a bit. But it's definitely still there. It's like this. Instead of a torrent of unease coming your way from season one, Mm -hmm. this season of True Detective drips a steady stream of disquiet down upon you in each and every moment, which builds and builds and builds. It's like having having a tiny leak in your roof that over time will drive you nuts. Yeah. 
that's where we are. And of course, the performances, as we said, are excellent. Emmy, Emmy, Emmy. So there you go. Watch out for this during award season. But I also have to point out that creator and occasional director Nick Pizzolazzo's writing has returned to form as well. Beautiful. And so in the end, is this the greatest, most perfect thing to ever grace a television uh, set screen? No. But it sure is good, real good. Plus, I have to say that I think that this season would work best as a binge. And while there are glimpses of hope in the end, that was a surprise. It was nice to see. You'll need a long shower afterward. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you heard it here first. I cannot wait to watch that. Now, go ahead, take your cap, put it back on the flask, take a (laughs) TV. (laughs) Now you can get the jolt that you need to go about your day. (laughs) What? You will be back later for a full drink of television. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.